And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. Presented by BetMGM. Hey, welcome in. Brandon Sprague here alongside my co-host Lucy Burge over there in Boston. Lucy, good evening. How are we doing? Lucy can be found on Instagram and Twitter at Lucille Burge. And of course, the BetQL family. Uh, Lucy, how was the betting week, and did the, the gambling gods treat you well? Did they, did they, did they take your money? Like, how are we feeling about this weekend? Yeah, well, Sprague, they did not. It was a great Thanksgiving, and I was very thankful and grateful for for all those things and everything until today, when my betting just went as they're as garbage as the NFC South. That's how bad my bets were today. First slate of games, zero and five was a really great start to the day, just fantastic, (laughs) fantastic start to the day. But then it picked up from there. Well, I did. So the first slate, I did have Buccaneers, Texans plus 14, which was maybe the biggest bummer besides Jaguars Ravens, because I had Ravens minus three and a half. And that was my surest one. That was my, okay, automatically, I'm just taking Ravens minus three and a half. Nope, did not work out because everything is upside down in the NFL this season and and right is wrong and left and right and up is down. And this is how it's been. And underdogs have been great until today. So, well, today they were good, I guess. But so then I had Raiders plus four, which was great. And then I had Chiefs minus 15 and a half, which was also fantastic. So it was a little bit of serendipity at the end there. But Sprague, how was your Thanksgiving and your betting day? My Thanksgiving was, it was good. Um, you know, Thanksgiving is like, it's a cool holiday. I like how it's like Wednesday, everything kind of starts Wednesday. And then Wednesday is the greatest drinking day of the year because Thursday you wake up and you eat a lot of food and then you get Thursday. And then a lot of people have Friday off. I had to work Friday, which was really random and kind of unnecessary, but worked Friday and then had a nice weekend. I, I had an okay day. I, I, you know, I hit more than I lost, but not by much. And I, I'll say this, when you have an 0-5 start, and it's brutal when that happens, by the way. You are not alone there. I've, I've, had, I've had weekends where I've gone like 0-8. Yeah. Just, it, it's a bad, bad feeling. The next time you go 0-5 in the morning slate in the NFL, Lucy, I think I'm going to buy you the Brian Robinson hat but put a giant L on it instead of a W. See, Sprague, I would love that, actually. I'm going to try to do that again because I want <laughs> the big hat. I want a big hat. I want 10 big hats. As soon as I saw this, that the quote was so perfect, just simple. I, you know, it's, it's just my friend has a big hat company, of course. But I don't have any friends yeah. that have a big hat company. How cool is that? Okay, and then he said, if you want a big hat, let me know. What better advertising? It's so simple. He's wearing the biggest hat you've ever seen. Big hat. I hope it's just called Big Hat Company. I hope this this store, you go to bighatcompany.com, and it is as advertised. It is a big hat, and it is a commander's hat that he's wearing. And look this up because that you will not be sorry. And the W on it for Washington could not be bigger. So mine would have an L Massive. for sure for for yeah. Lucy, of course, not loser. But yeah, no, that's <laughs> what it should just have my record as big as <laughs> record as big as possible. No, no coincidence, I did have Smash Mouth All-Star stuck in my head today, that, or this evening, when it's like the L on the forehead. That's what I thought of. And then I had the whole song stuck in my head. I want the whole song, just that line, on a big hat. I want a big hat more than anything in this world. I am so distracted by the big hat. I, it's just, it, well, I it want, is, it's the most perfect thing ever. I want to start with them, the commanders, because Brian Robinson, the running back for the commanders, is the one that has the hat, and it's it's a really funny image. Sure but. Um, he looks like Rick, Man- uh, Rick Moranis in Spaceballs wearing the dark helmet. But I, I want to start with the Commanders. Lucy, they, they are 5-1 and one with Taylor Heineke taking over. And they're 7-5 and five now. Like, this was a team with Carson Wentz we looked at and said, oh, they're going to be in the top three of the NFL draft. And Wentz gets hurt. They make the change. I don't even know why they got Carson Wentz. Like, I'm not trying to say that I thought Taylor Heineke would be 5-1, and one, but Taylor Heineke was pretty serviceable for them before Wentz got there. They got to a playoff game with him, um, and he comes in and plays Wentz, and he takes the job. Wentz gets Wally pipped, and they're really humming right now. That was a hard-fought game. I kind of leaned a little the Falcons in this one all week. I liked them. That number was anywhere from plus four to plus three and a half. I ended up locking in at Falcons plus three and a half, just thinking this is going to be a field goal game. Um, but give them credit. They got a, a touchdown. 
they got the go-ahead score. They they ended up covering the number and, and winning nineteen to thirteen. But they're seven and five now. And I know we've talked a lot about yeah. the the Giants season, the Cowboys season, the Eagles who just uh, gave up a touchdown to the Packers on Sunday night. We talked a lot about those three. We haven't really mentioned uh, the Commanders much, and I I I think it's time to recalibrate because the Commanders right now are a playoff team. And I think they're a team to be reckoned with. They did this today, Lucy, without Chase Young. So they're going to get yes. their premier edge rusher back. And the commanders now are seven and five. What do we make of Washington? Are we buying Washington as a legit playoff team that can maybe make a, get an upset or something? After today, I am 100% in on the commanders. This team is for real. They've shown they're for real. And I think that the key to starting a winning streak or, or a, a upturn in your season is to just set rumors that you're selling the team. And look what, what has happened since then, since all this, the side stuff happening with the commanders. They're a good team now. And I was talking saying to Zach before the show that when you look at the standings and you, you, have, you think about the NFL and what, the picture of what the league is and where teams are, then you look at the standings. The standings don't really match the vibes because you're, it's a little surprising and a little jarring to look mm-hmm. at like the commanders are seven and five. If you like out of the blue asked me what the commanders were before I saw that and before I saw where they were, I wouldn't. I would not say seven and five. That's not the the vibes I get when I think about them until today. Today they're a seven and five team. They are to be taken seriously. This is a team to be taken seriously. The big hat team can can go deep into the playoffs, perhaps. And you wouldn't have said that before the season started. Probably, probably the opposite. That the same with a mm-hmm. lot of teams in in the the whole league and then we got the big hat up here which is just it's incredible because when you start a big hat company do you think how many how many people are going to buy this big hat like how much profit can you actually make because it's funny you buy one big there's hat no way that gotta... that hat is is popular right there's no way that that hat is selling a lot right i don't i mean it honestly might be sold out right now if you go to bighat.com bighatcompany.com and that advertisement is getting so yeah. much play and so if you, but you buy one big hat as a joke, give it as a gift maybe. And then what? It's not like you're, you're going back for more big hats, really. Like you get one, no. it's a gag gift. Like you're not, what if people start wearing big hats, like the urban sombrero and you're just wearing, walking down the street and someone's got a, oh, I got a new big hat for Christmas. What, like, are they going to be collectibles? Like this business, I don't know. I watch a lot of Shark Tank and I don't know if this business is sustainable. It's funny for like a month, or like a pop-up shop around the holidays. Right. I don't know if Big Hat Company is sustainable, but the commanders as a team, I'd say sustainable. Well, I'll tell you right now real quick, like Spencer's idea was we're going to sell fart in a box. And somehow that's been yeah. going on my entire life. So maybe there is, maybe there's a window. All four NFC East teams, Lucy, are in the playoffs right now. The commanders, as I mentioned, the seventh seed. This is kind of my point. Right now today, if the playoffs started and everybody stayed where they were, your, your wild card weekend includes Minnesota hosting Washington. Now, I, I would assume a lot of people yeah. would take Minnesota there. But you're also talking about having Kirkers in a primetime big playoff game. Yep. And you're talking about Taylor Heineke, which, again, not that he is a top 15 quarterback, but this is a tough dude. He's just a tough player. He's a good football player. Like, that's a guy that you don't necessarily want to see. I, I think a lot of people would drop a couple bucks on Washington as a road dog going into that thing. And I tell you right now, Minnesota fan would be nervous as all hell because Washington can do it on both sides. And again, as I mentioned, they're getting Chase Young back. Brian Robinson came back yeah. after he got shot in the preseason. They they have found themselves, and they I think they're feeling a lot of confidence right now. So I thought today there wasn't like this greatest NFL game of all time that happened, but I thought there were some teams that, that made a huge jump today. And to me, Washington in a, in a spot where Atlanta kind of is, you know, looked at as maybe a, a pretty good dog, I thought Washington answered some questions today. And so I, I was pretty impressed. As, as impressed with Washington as I was, I was equally impressed with the Jets who turned to Mike White. Yes. And after a slow start, Mike White gets it going and throws for 300 yards and three tutties. I got this at Jets minus six. I, I, I thought the underplay was the play all week. It hit under, but the Jets end up spanking the Bears and pulling away. They score 14 in the third, and they win 31-10. And now the Jets are sitting here. Maybe they've got a quarterback in Mike White, and they're seven and four. Yeah, I think Mike White did this for his teammates because I think a lot of the locker room was turning against Zach Wilson and did not want Zach Wilson to start and did not like his attitude. 
And really, Mike White gets the start and he says, okay, I'm going to prove them right. And I'm going to prove that I'm the man for the job. And Zach Wilson's attitude is there's no place for that here. And we don't want him to be our starting quarterback. And based on the way the players kind of acted after the game, it seemed to be the case that they were not upset so much that Zach Wilson was not the quarterback anymore. And that Mike White had a huge game today and proved he is him. Mike, Mike White really stepped up to the plate here mm-hmm. he threw for 315 yards, three touchdowns. The Jets also could be for real here. They've been better. They've exceeded expectations so far this season. Could they continue to do that even with Mike White at the helm here? It, it, the, the quarterback situation is another thing this season with different teams, with even the Patriots, with Bailey Zappi. It's just a, a confusing situation. But Mike White really showed that they don't need Zach Wilson. And you get the sense, I, I almost tweeted this today too, but I didn't because I don't, I, I don't know exactly what the plan going forward for the Jets is, but I would not be shocked if Zach Wilson never played for the Jets again, never saw the field for the Jets again. Because Mike White, if he has another good game, because I don't think Zach Wilson's going to start the next Jets game, but if Mike White has another good one, I'd say adios Zach Wilson, as it should be. Oh, I mean, yeah, I don't think you won that game today and Mike White threw three tutties. I I don't think you can go back to Zach. You have to ride what you got. And what you got is a quarterback that can move the ball through the air. Even in the beginning when it was a bit of a slow starting, it was like 10-7 Chicago. Like even in the beginning, it was was actually pretty efficient quarterback play. They just couldn't keep drives going, couldn't sustain them, couldn't punch it in. You struggled a little bit. But they got it going in the second half, as I mentioned, scoring 14 uh, in the third quarter. The Jets are an interesting one. They've already hit their over of their win total. And so surprising. you look at the playoff picture right now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very surprising. They're one of the best stories in football. Unfortunately for them, and I say this because the Jets beat this team, but they were going against the second and third string quarterback. They would go to Miami and take on what is a currently red-hot Miami Dolphin team who's leading the division uh, at eight and three, they they blow out Houston today. Damn near got backdoor covered by the Texans, but they end so up close. they continue to roll. They're putting up points. Tua throws for basically 300 yards and a couple touchdowns. Tyreek Hill does his thing, and the Miami Dolphins just can't be stopped. Big game this weekend coming up: Miami at San Francisco. Mike McDaniel against his uh, former boss Kyle Shanahan. But the Jets are just not a team you really want to see. In fact, you can make a great case the wild card bracket in general, Lucy. I mean, look at this. Buffalo, Cincinnati, Jets. Those are yeah. your three wild card teams. Imagine not getting the one seed and you're rewarded with the Bills, the Bengals, or the Jets. You've got the perennial, one of the perennial favorites in Vegas right now, the Bills, followed by the defending AFC champion Bengals, and then followed that by one of the most elite defenses we've seen who may now have a quarterback. It's, it's a scary moment right now if you're a division leader unless you're the Kansas City Chiefs, and even then it's going to get scary for them, but at least they can get a, a first-round bye and advance the divisional round. Right, and no way at the beginning of the season, before the season started, would you say the Jets would be in there? It is no, so wild. No this is, at this point right now, the Patriots have the worst quarterback, the worst team in the AFC East. I, I don't even know yeah. if they have a quarterback because Mac Jones stinks so much. If you look at his numbers, he is almost last in everything. He is 25th, 20, tied for 21st, tied for this and that in everything. Mm-hmm. The last two Patriots games, this is tiny Patriots rant because they make me so mad, but they, the last two games he's played okay for Mac Jones. But if you look at the rest of the division, the Patriots, I don't, I don't think they're a playoff team as it stands right now. The Jets are. That I would mm-hmm. in no way at the beginning of the season say that. And now look, the picture has changed so much and it changes week to week. And that's why up is down and down is up in this league this season. And I don't, I don't remember it being like this last season. And now yeah. we have the games that you, you just, it is you, Mike Vrabel's face at the end of the Titans game today. That is the feeling. Just what yeah. is happening? No, I, this is, I, it's, I know it's a fun bizarre in a way. Oh, it's great. I mean, it just sets okay. up an even more dramatic uh, playoff scenario. By the way, Eagles just punched it in. So, and it looks like they're going to kick the extra point, not go for two. So they may potentially make this twenty to fourteen. Second quarter just started, so Green Bay answered quickly after being down two scores. Um, we'll see if the, the Eagles end up getting this. But, but I think you're right overall. Like it just it continues to set it up. We haven't even really gone through all of the NFC yet. The playoff picture there is very interesting. The Niners won four games in a row. The Seahawks 
come off a bye. They lose to the Raiders at home in overtime. Uh, we have a lot to get to. You mentioned the Titans and Vrabel. I, I mean, I kind of like them all week. I mean, it's Vrabel yeah. at home as a dog. No Titans Jamar Chase. And... This is so much to ask. Titans plus one. Is I... too much to ask? Apparently, it is. <laughs> It's three points too much what? to ask, uh, according to yeah. uh, what Vegas thought this game was going to be and what it ended up being. So we'll get to that. We got guest the lines as well. We'll do a quick touch up on the World Cup. We just got the viewership numbers for England and America and a little college football. It's a loaded show. Back to the Futures back with more here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Fantasy football leagues are won on the waiver wire and with trades and with savvy starter sit decisions. The Fantasy Football Today podcast will help you along the way with the best advice on how to manage your team and dominate your league. With eight episodes per week, Fantasy Football Today is the only resource you'll need. Start sit, grade the trade, fantasy cops to settle your league disputes, and so much more. Check out Fantasy Football Today anywhere podcasts are found. Sports bettors wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, starring Ryan Horvath and Trista Crick on the BetQL Network. Georgia's an NFL team. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we said I, that last year. Like, yeah, and we were right. And you know like, what? Let me just, can I give teams, a Maya Copa? Can yes. I Maya Copa? I said, is Georgia that good? Yes, Trista, Georgia's always good. Who cares what they effing do against Kent State? When it comes down to it and they play a real deal team that they need to stomp, they will stomp them. And you are an idiot. I love that voice. I, uh... Uh, they just put two tight ends in let's motion end, right let's here. Let's end they're, this. They're let's going, end this thing, boys. They're gonna run right up the middle. Let's here. end this thing, boys. Spin off them. Yes. Go down. Go down. There's the under. Let's go. That's a Yes. Plus five fifty. BetMGM tonight, seven to eleven Eastern, from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Hey guys, Mike Valeni for Cash the Ticket Podcast. If you like sports betting or if you just like sports, it's the podcast for you. We try to cover all the big games and maybe some of the games you didn't even know were important. Give you some angles, pick some winners, have a good time, and hopefully help you uh, meander through college and pro football season. So join us a couple times a week to get all your information you need to bet the games that you watch. It's Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Start your day with a daily tip presented by BetMGM. Featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Jenks, somebody once told me that you shouldn't bet on underdogs unless you think they have the chance to win outright. Do you think that's a factual statement or do you think it's different in the NFL? Because I think you could probably make the case in college football, but in the NFL, I think the spread does matter. Oh, no question. The NFL is different because it's so competitive and it's why the NFL is so hard to bet. So, no, I I don't buy that at all. We see so many games where the number is spot on, especially as the season progresses. What happens? Vegas gets so sharp with these lines. I mean, they're absolutely on point. How many totals have we seen that maybe go over or under by a hook? No, I don't believe that. The Daily Tip, weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. So uh, welcome back in back to the futures here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. It looks like we got an Aaron Rodgers interception. And Philadelphia may have a turnover. I, yeah, well, it's hard to play with a broken thumb when you won't say you have a broken thumb. Uh, give you an update on that. They're on commercial break right now. We were enjoying our 
commercial break talking about if we'd be willing to be half robots and how long we want to live. Um, if you're ever wondering like, what it's like on a commercial break when you do a show or content, like that's kind of what it is. It's random conversation that you just kind of fall into some way, somehow, Lucy. And uh, today I brought it up and we ended up diving into being half robots. Yeah. So, and, and living uh, forever. And would you live forever if, you know, it, but it depends. There's a lot of factors. Would the people around you live mm. forever? Would the people around you be half robots? You got down this thread. I got distracted by big hats. There are a lot of things that get, it's distracting. <laughs> and these eternal questions that, that arise yes. and you get to thinking because it's, it's something that, you know, would you, would you live forever? I think is a question that is, is pertinent to everyone. I would not let's personally. Bring on Zach. Yeah. <laughs> Zach no, I, I think that's a fair, let's bring on Zach Crow, our super producer. I want to ask, cause I sometimes bring these topics up, topic up, uh, topics up during commercial breaks and they're random and off the wall. And sometimes Zach has a look of like, why are we talking about this? Can we not talk <laughs> Zach's about like, this? We're on in 60. Guys, we're on in 60. We're on 30. <laughs> and I just want to know, like, <laughs> is it generally you just don't care or like you're just not ready to confront eternal life or how long your mortality is? What is it you think, Zach? Or you just no, don't want I your job. Yeah, I don't mind talking about it at all. It's just a little hard, as Lucy said, when we're talking about that and we have to come on the air in 30 seconds. <laughs> That's why he's a okay, super well, let's, let's pivot then and finding out if Zach wants to live forever and be a robot to finding out what the lines are of these games. We play Guess the Lines here where Lucy kicks my butt every week. And so, Zach, I'm sure you and Lucy have been in cahoots and you've texted about what lines she's seen and you're ready to give us those lines. Yeah, Wellsburg, we have a big Thursday night game, and I know Lucy's yes, going to be do. watching because her Patriots are involved, and they will be hosting the Buffalo Bills. And this is going to be uh, the first time these two teams have faced off this season. And the Patriots' schedule, it's pretty tough. They still have the Bengals. They still have the Bills twice. They still have the Dolphins. They still uh, have to go at the Cardinals and at the Raiders. Uh, so this is a big game, especially after Thanksgiving. So we will start well, Thursday I, quick night. Quick question. Quick, quick, quick question for you, Zach. Sorry to interrupt you. How often have we had, I don't know if we know this top year, I feel like I don't remember a team that's had back-to-back -back Thursday games. Exactly. Well, I was wondering yeah. about this as well because I that, had to do that's a double-take the schedule. Both teams Because it was Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, you're right. Both of them do. I have we ever had why. that before? Oh, that's right. The Bills played on Thanksgiving too. Yeah. I, I like, like, has this ever happened? I don't think it has, but I do like it by the NFL, giving it – a fair chance, a fair uh, – both teams have the same yeah. amount of time off. So I think that's a I'm good uh, schedule by the NFL. Yeah. yeah, so guess the line. Uh, Thursday Night Football, Bills at Patriots. Lucy, we'll start with you. Okay. Well, now the, both these teams have had equal rest, so I do think that's actually a great point. This is this is good on the NFL. As uh, – I'm going to say the Patriots are not going to be favored. They are sure as hell not going to be favored. As we discussed before, Zach, I am going to go Patriot uh, Bills minus three and a half. Mm. That's actually a really good line. Uh, I'm going to say Bills minus five. Sprague, you're off to a good start. The Bills are five and a half point favorite over the Patriots, and you will start with the one. That's fair. Let's go. Oh, Let's go. Hmm. Looking at the slate for next week, guys, it's pretty loaded. There are a ton of really good games, but we will get to probably the biggest game on Sunday, battle in the AFC, a rematch of the AFC championship game. The Chiefs, they will be going on the road to Cincinnati, take on the Bengals. For the, uh, by the way, Patrick Mahomes, 0-2 in his career against Joe Burrow. Both meetings coming last year. So, Sprague, I'll start with Ooh. you. Chiefs at Bengals, guess the line. I actually disagree with you. I, I know we're going to get to the game, but I disagree with you. I'm, I'm jacked. I think you're right. Next weekend's games are fantastic on paper right now, and I'm, I'm really excited to watch them and, and discuss. I, I'll push back, though. I actually think Miami at San Francisco is the sneaky best game of the weekend. I, Miami's rolling right now. They're going against the number one defense. San Francisco's won four games in a row for the first time since 2019. And it's, you know, it's the protege versus the coach. It's the newcomer versus the team that's been consistent when they're healthy. And so I actually think that's the game of the weekend. As for this one, a little bit of payback opportunity here for Patrick Mahomes to go to Cincinnati. I'm going to say that the Chiefs are actually 
I'll say they're a two-point favorite. Okay. I'm also going to say they're favored. And I'm going to say they're a three-point favorite. Lucy actually nails this one on the money. The Chiefs are a three-point uh, favorite. Yeah. Going to Cincinnati. You should get more points. You should get more points if it's on the money. Ooh, that could be oh, get out of here. You've already rigged There's the game enough. We'll put that rule into get play. Get out of here. Three points. I do like the idea of the rule, but I agree with Sprague. We can't just do it now. So starting next week, we, maybe. We can't start it. Okay. Yeah, okay. as we texted That's beforehand, fair. Zach. We can't start the rule. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, Sprague, you mentioned it. The other big game next week, it's a big one. The Dolphins going on the road to San Francisco, taking on the 49ers. Uh, the 49ers had a weird game today. They shut out the Saints, but they only put up 13 points. They didn't look too impressive, but yeah, uh, San Francisco, they will be hosting Miami next week. So, Lucy, I'll start with you. Guess the line for that one. Okay. Jimmy G has been pretty good lately. So I'm going to say the 49ers are favored. I'm going to say 49ers minus three and a half. Damn it. Damn it. Um, four. Niners minus four. Sometimes it's just an advantage to have the first pick because Lucy knows it again. The 49ers are a three and a half point favorite on the money. That's six to one now if we were playing by next week's rules. That is ridiculous. That is utter. Oh, uh, AJ Brown just fumbled and the Packers are returning it right now. And. It looks like they might. Oh, they're gonna. Oh, he's they're gonna score. We had. Oh no, they got they got knocked out at like the thirteen yard line. Wow, mine's behind. Big moment there. Um, yeah, twenty fourteen Eagles wow. eight twenty or eight thirty left in the second uh, quarter right here. Uh, yeah, that's that's the advantage that Lucy gets is when she does go first, she just nails the number exactly. There's never any leeway where we can split and oh nobody gets it because we're both a half point away. She always nails the number exactly, so it's very frustrating. It's my turn to go yeah, first and see if I can do this. A lot of vibes tell me minus three and a half. So yeah, no, I, I like that the number. vibes of it. All right, guys. So both New York teams, they're going to be playing in big games next week, pretty meaningful games. We spoke a lot about the Commanders to start off the show. They're going to be going on the road to New York to take on the Giants. This is going to be the first time these two teams play this season, and it's also interesting because – the Commanders and Giants will play next week. Then they'll have a bye, and then they'll play again. Mm -hmm. So a weird scheduling quirk there. So Commanders at Giants, Sprague, it's your call. Guess the line. Uh, and we had one of our listeners, Michael, tweet me that it happened. Uh, Dallas did it back-to-back -back Thursdays five years ago. So that's an interesting note. Oh. Teams don't quite often play back-to-back -back, uh, Thursday night games, and we've got New England-Buffalo. Uh, Washington at New York. I'm going to say the Giants are favored by two and a half. Okay, I'm going to say Giants minus three and a half. Wow, so Sprague is going to get the point, but both you guys were pretty off here. Vegas actually has the Commanders favored by a point and a half mm -hmm. going into New York against the Giants. Is that right? I, I was wondering if I should go Washington there, and I'm not stunned that Washington's the favorite. I was just saying if they're – I don't know. I was kind of just saying maybe home. Vegas would give the home field. Yeah, slight edge there. And ah, Okay, Washington minus the yeah. one. That's an interesting Fair. line to watch all week. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw one more question at you guys. It's looking like only two of these three teams are going to make the playoffs between these two teams and Seattle, who had a tough loss today. Is it actually possible that all four teams in the NFC East can make the playoffs? No. I'm I mean, is it possible? No yes, well. but no, I don't think they will. Probably not. Gotcha. Yeah, still a lot of divisional uh, matchups left. But moving on here on Guess the Line, we have to go to the other New York team, the Jets. Sprague uh, bet on them today, as you mentioned. They had a big day against the Bears, but they will mm -hmm. be going on the road to Minnesota, taking on Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Lucy, I'll start with you. Jets at Vikings. Guess the line for that one. I'm going to say Vikings favored. Mm, I'm going to say Vikings minus five and a half. Uh, I'll go Great. Vikings minus five. I, I think they'll get, I think the Jets got to get some more respect, right? I mean, they're seven and four. Yeah, I, I'll just play the oppo. Aaron Rodgers touchdown, Aaron Jones. Green Bay's going to potentially go mm. one. I'll, I'll just say five. I'll take the half point down and hope that it's less. 
Yes, Brig, you you had the right idea. The Vikings are actually only a three and a half point favorite. Three over and a half. The, oh, the one time I don't go number. three and a half. I Man, know. I'll get a big hat that says three and a half. <laughs> I was surprised you didn't. <laughs> no, should have. Okay. What's uh what's that tally now? What's that tally now, Zach? What are we at right now? What's the So in the NFL spring, you got the, yeah, you got the win today, three two. Oh man. Okay. Three two in the NFL. All right. We got some college games, I'm assuming, because we've yeah. got college championship week here. Oh yeah, we do. So Lucy, don't worry. You're you're not done yet. Uh but we <laughs> okay. have a full slate Time for a comeback. Exactly. We have a full slate of college football championship games coming up next weekend, though, and we gotta start with the two teams that really are playing with the most on the line. Uh, you know, Georgia, they're going to be good most likely. Even if Michigan loses, they're going to have a real chance to win. It's pretty unlikely either of those two teams go down. But we will start with Kansas State taking on uh, TCU in the Big 12 championship game. TCU, they haven't lost yet. So, Sprague, I'll start with you. Kansas State, TCU, Big 12 championship game from Arlington, Texas. Guess the line. Yeah, Kansas State was up 18 on this TCU team a few weeks back. I think people forget that they – they lost their quarterback early, and they just couldn't hold the lead. Um, I think TCU is going to get respect. I'll take TCU minus four and a half. Okay, I'm going to go TCU minus minus seven. Wow, another game where both you guys were a little bit off. Vegas giving Kansas State the respect. TCU only a two and a half point favorite over Kansas State. Only TCU Ooh. minus two and a half. So spray gets that one. It's fine. It's yes. fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can I tell you this, Lucy? Fine, good for you. It, yeah, the NFL, win them all. The, the NFL when it, losing in the NFL pickums in the guess the lines hurts. When you beat me in college, it really hurts me because I. That's the <laughs> gravy just, right there. <laughs> that's the one that twists the knife for the back, and it just it pains me when I lose those ones. So it's nice to finally get a college one. What's the next college line we got, Zach? Good for you, Sprague. Yes, Sprague. We will go to your neck of the woods, and we will have USC taking on Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. USC, it's looking like Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman Trophy, most likely, and Lincoln mm-hmm. Riley, he's just one win away uh, from going to the playoff in his first year. So, Lucy, I'll start with you. Utah versus USC. This game is in Las Vegas at the Raiders Stadium. Guess the line for that Ooh, that's a that's Flavor Town zone. That's Guy Fieri's area because the Raiders are his team. So I'm gonna say USC minus three and a half. Uh, I'm gonna say USC minus six and a half. Lucy is gonna get the point for this one as USC is actually a two and a half point favorite over Utah. Yes. Vegas, given yes. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on this one to celebrate. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put a whole dollar on this one just to celebrate the fact that i got that one right okay what's the next one zach i I, I just want to note on my pack we do pack 12 picks against the spread out here on my radio show like every game in the pack 12 we go through it real quick we pick them my record right now is something stupid like i think i just went five and one this weekend it's something like 27 and 12 i watch this conference incessantly and you just waltz right in here and nail a line between two teams that I think are kind of in different directions meeting up for the second time, and you're right. And I just I, – well, I don't know what to do. I Jordan shrug. I can't do anything about it. Yeah, you just go on vibes and, uh, you know, just, just the feeling about these teams, knowing them as I do. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay. I love What's this the next game. line, Zach? The last game of Guess the Lines, we will have – uh, the SEC championship game in Atlanta, Georgia, with the Bulldogs of Georgia taking on LSU. LSU actually loses yesterday to a pretty bad Texas A&M team. But Sprague, I'll start with you. Yeah. Guess the line for that one, Georgia and LSU. Uh, this has to be a big line. I mean, LSU is they're – not, they're not great. I mean, they're a good team, but they're not great. And losing to A&M is an embarrassment. Um, I'm going to say uh, Georgia is favored by 15. Okay, I'm going to say Georgia minus 10 and a half. Sprague is going to close it out with the point as Georgia is actually a 17-point favorite over LSU. Both you guys. Wow. Yeah. Enough respect. yeah, 17. Wow. That is a, that's a big, big, big spread. I wouldn't go near it. I think Georgia can cover it, but I'd, I don't think I'd go near that right now. 
I'd have to look at, look at it look at it later in the week. Good job, Zach. Uh, I think I won that Thanks, one. Zach. How about that record-breaking night? I won Good a for guess you. the I lines was, yeah, contest. So clap for you. That's wonderful. Very happy for you, Spray. Oh, I can feel the enthusiasm you have there. We wrap it up. We got a lot to discuss next. Back to the Futures and the Beck Heel Network. Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Check out BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. With the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. I resisted. And, and Aaron, I have to disagree with you. You're not the biggest Tua hater, or you weren't. I was. I thought Tua stunk. And every time I watch him now, I'm like, man, Ooh, he's throwing yeah. it well. I mean, I, I was watching this morning some highlights Brian Baldinger put up on Twitter of Tua and the offense. He called him the greatest show on turf. You know, kind of compared him to the Rams back in the day with Kurt Warner. And he's throwing the ball with amazing accuracy and touch. We know the receivers are really good. You know, he's not playing with nobody. But two is also playing really well. I think he deserves to be in the MVP conversation. I'm impressed. Tua could play. And two has got this team moving. Now, the defense still isn't great, but if they're just decent, then yeah. I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by BetMGM. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Get locked into You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. With Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. NFL, most receiving touchdowns. Kelsey and Devontae Adams have eight. They are the co-leaders. Diggs, seven. And then it kind of goes down from there. There's like another 12 to 14 names that like could merit discussion, I guess, at some point. And the separation between the top guys and like the middle guys is only four touchdowns. Kirk has seven. How about that? He does, and he's had a million red zone targets. It is possible that I bet an off-market 20 on him today, too. I found Justin Jefferson has played nine games. He has four. The leaders have eight. He has gotten a billion red zone targets the last couple weeks. As long as he continues to be healthy enough to run and play, that will be the case. I found a 100 to 1 on Justin Jefferson to have the I mean, that's a silly touchdowns. price. That's a silly four, price. Four back. Four back. You better you bet. 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Synanon was the world's first drug rehab. People called it the miracle on the beach. But soon, people were calling it something else. They were saying it was a violent cult. Listen to The Sunshine Place, a creation and presentation of C13 Originals, a Cadence 13 studio. Executive produced with Susan Downey and Robert Downey Jr. Available for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey knows that football fans can't get enough football. That's why we've got nonstop football coverage on the free Odyssey app. Podcasts and live shows dedicated to every pro team. NFL play-by-play and enough game talk for the most diehard fans. Local radio stations talking football, interviews with star players and coaches, and football fans being fans. What kind of play calling was that? Listen to everything you love about football, live and on demand with the free Odyssey app. Get in the game and download today. Um, no, it wasn't. That wasn't for Hop, actually. Um, schematically, I mean, they got kind of, we, we were kind of f***ing. <laughs> <laughs> there was a... Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Well, Lucy, if anybody ever asks, what happened to your show tonight? I think I'll just respond to them and say, well, schematically, we were kind of effed. And then we'll see yeah. what Lucy Burge says to that. That was Kyler Murray yeah. in the postgame. The Cardinals lose on a two-point conversion. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like uh, I want to be excluded from this narrative, or I want I misremember, or uh, conscious <laughs> uncoupling, or things. It's one of those you can just throw it out whenever you need. You know, schematically, I was just kind of effed. I mean, what do you want me to do? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Like, he I came up with that. Did he? Did he? Does he have his sayings ready for if he wins or loses? And losing, there. I mean, what? What is what? Schematically, schematically, it was kind of effed. 
Like, what? Why did you? Why Not did that. you do that? What? You know, I lost. I lost five of my bets today because schematically, I was just a little bit effed. I mean, that's actually true. Schematically, you were looking at the wrong schematics to figure out schematically who had an advantage. So there you go. Schematically uh, frazzled Rick, today. Rick Rick calling uh, Zach our Kingsbury. So basically, we just call Zach out. We just don't say his name. We're like, yeah, you know, we got a super producer douchebag who doesn't know what he's doing every night. And we don't know where to go with it. And we're really confused. He's just telling us how that's... long we have till the break's over. I mean, what a, what a douchebag. <laughs> And, you know, we, we try to talk to him about after. real life and we try to get his thoughts on, you know, what he believes in when he dies. And he's he doesn't want to talk about it because schematically he's just an a-hole to us. Like, is that what we should do right. now? We always, Zach, do you want to be a robot or not? It's not, you know, it's it's not rocket science, except it kind of is. But schematically, <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> okay, Kyler, yeah, fine. It, we, we could just blame it, the rundown on him and like, hey, yo, what do you do? We don't have a good rundown ever. So this is yeah. all Zach's fault. I mean, that, schematically, that situation, what were you thinking here? Lucy, that's that situation is uh, – it's less than ideal. I mean, they, they didn't play the cleanest game, but they had a shot to win it and, you know, have a nice little win against the Chargers, who aren't amazing, but the Chargers might be a playoff team, and Arizona's not had a great start, and – James Conner rushes for over 100 yards. D-Hop gets you a tutty. And you still lose on a two-point conversion basically at the buzzer. It's um, – I don't know what to make the Cardinals. Not that they're important enough, I think, to spend too much time on. But, like, it feels like Kingsbury's getting fired. And I think we need to all be asking out loud, and we should have in the moment. Why did they feel they had to pay Kyler Murray that contract now? You could have waited all year and seen what he was and then given him that contract or decided he's not your dude. And instead, you gave him the bag, and now here you are. You're going to fire a coach and think it's just the coach's fault. Right. And when you lose by one point, your instant reaction is not going to be great. Like, you're going to be bummed about it. You're going to say things like, schematically, we were effed. But, I mean, you, part of your job as a, an NFL player is, you know, choosing your words or, or saying the right thing or, or saying something diplomatically. Yeah. I mean, sure, schematically, we're, how do you uneff your schematics, though? That's the that's the challenge of the week. It's like, what do you what do you got to do better? Well, we got to un un our schematics. Okay, great. Like, okay, okay, Kyler Murray. Okay, so if you if they if your schematics were better, you would have won by more, and you would have won. In in is that what he is saying essentially? <laughs> I, I think that's what he is trying to say, and unfortunately for him, that's going to get played all over tomorrow and Tuesday. Oh, yes. and- it only just build up more and more. I don't want to spend too much time on the Cardinals, though, Lucy. I do want to get to one game that was a little surprising in terms of outcome. We said that we didn't really have a lot of crazy games. I actually thought the Raiders-Seahawks game was fun. It was really entertaining. Geno threw for 300 yards and two tutties. Josh Jacobs, a guy that many speculated in the preseason that the Raiders were basically auditioning to be traded because, you know, McDaniel doesn't – or not McDaniel. Josh Daniels doesn't like him. And he comes out today, and he runs for 229 yards and a walk-off touchdown for 86 in overtime. And the 3-7 and seven Raiders go into Seattle, who are coming off of a bye, and beat the Seahawks outright 40-34. Seahawks now 6-5. and five. Seahawks slipping a little bit here, Lucy. Do we, do we like the Seahawks to kind of maintain and find themselves in the playoffs? Or are we starting to think the, the, min, the, 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 the minute hand's getting closer and closer to midnight here and Seahawks might become a pumpkin. Yeah, I think the pumpkin narrative is more what's going to happen to them. The shine is kind of wearing off. Any promise, I think, is kind of going downhill because the the Raiders take you down and you're like, wait, maybe this team is not cracked up to be anything. This team isn't great at all. Good for Josh McDaniels for that. Ever, ever since the team said he's going to be our coach for the next uh, year or two, he's, he, the Raiders have won and, and they are – Two and one since Guy Fieri showed up. He did, they didn't win that game, but since Guy Fieri's entrance, they they lost that game. But then they they've won two since then. So and the, I also did very much enjoy this game because I had Raiders plus four. So that was very nice. Uh, that was one of my uh, few wins today. But uh, yeah, that I, I think that the Seahawks showed today they're not really the team to to watch going forward. I think they're they're kind of yeah. trending down. I would say. Yeah, that's that's just that's a bad loss for them. I, like the Raiders, I know have talent. They've got pieces, obviously, with Jacobs and Adams and cars. You know, can light you up. But 
that's a three and 17 that's coming in yeah. kind of limping and you had a bye week and that's kind of what you put out on the field got absolutely destroyed on the defensive side. We haven't seen the Seahawks defense look quite that bad uh, in a while. So not a good one for them. Uh, I want to ask you some college football stuff. We got just a few minutes here. Uh, we had rivalry weekend in college football, and now we've got uh, conference championship weekend coming up. Michigan outright beating Ohio State. I don't know if that's yeah. surprising to you. It, I loved them getting seven all week. I saw that at seven and a half, and I just I salivated at getting Michigan plus seven and a half. This is a rivalry game. I didn't care about Blake Corum's knee injury. Uh, but Michigan now plus 300 to win it all. They beat Ohio State, and they don't just beat them, Lucy. They drub them in the second half. Where, where yeah. are you at on Michigan and, and what you make of that game this weekend? I wasn't exactly shocked they won. I do. So my pick to win it all was Ohio State has been since the beginning. So I was rooting for Ohio State here. But I was surprised the beatdown was so bad. Five touchdowns, 45 yards. They had five touchdowns of 45 yards or longer and four of 69 yards or longer. Yep. And, and nice. of J.J. McCarthy, Harbaugh said, I don't think there's any first-year starter in the history of Michigan that has won 12 games, 12 and 0. Yeah, nice, 69 yards or longer. Very nice. Very nice for Michigan there. I, I was very shocked that, that, that the beatdown was so harsh. It wasn't like, oh, a, a touchdown or two or whatever. No, they, five touchdowns. That is, I, I'm, I'm, oh, I, I was surprised at that. Lucy, I, I wasn't just surprised at that. I was surprised at how they beat them. The run of the football wasn't a priority. They they beat Ohio State through the air, and so Michigan moves on yeah. now. They've got um, who they got Purdue in the Big Ten title game. They'll be a heavy favorite there. I'd imagine everybody's going to pick them. They're plus three hundred, by the way, to win the championship. I, I I don't think anybody. I mean, outside of obviously some sharps who will try to find their best value they can. Georgia is an easy favorite here, minus one seventy. Uh, but I, I I will say TCU won. One convincingly, and USC just absolutely ended up pulling away from Notre Dame. And Caleb Williams, I think, has locked up the Heisman Trophy. So if you want a futures bet there, I'm sure he's the favorite today, especially after Stroud's performance with Michigan beating Ohio State. But I, I thought this two weeks ago. I thought this a week ago. This is Caleb Williams' Heisman to get. They have Utah this Friday. Um, and if they can win that, I think USC is going to be in the college football playoff and I believe Caleb Williams will be winning the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, I would like to RIP my C.J. Stroud Heisman pick. I think we can put that yeah. to bed after Caleb Williams' performance. I, I agree with you on that. I think he, he should and will win the Heisman. So, C.J. Stroud, thank you for the ride of, uh, of your Heisman, whatever ride this season that I was on, but I am going to jump off that train and put that one to bed. Mm -hmm. And say, Caleb yeah. Williams, I, I, and I, I would absolutely say would win the Heisman. I, I, I will make this note um, as uh, Green Bay just got a big sack of Jalen Hurts, 2020, one minute left in this in the first half. Um, I, I see a lot of, like, sentiment from national guys. I'll use one in particular. Mike Greenberg, one of mm -hmm. many, by the way. Pundits coming on and saying, well, it's indisputable. Ohio State looks like one of the four best, and they should be in the playoff. That's a clown statement. That's an absolute asinine clown statement. If USC wins and TCU wins and Georgia wins and Michigan wins, those are your slam dunk playoff teams. I'm sorry, Mike Greenberg and everybody else in college football that's delusional. Like Colin Coward, too. Ohio, Ohio State showed you nothing that suggests they deserve to be in the top four ahead of a TCU undefeated Big 12 champion or even a one-loss Pac-12 champion. It is a ridiculous take. It's a clown take. And... I feel like the people that put that out should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, Ohio State's not making the four. The only way they make the four is if you have chaos. If you get TCU to lose to, uh, uh, who do they play, Texas, and then you get, uh, or not not Tech, who does TCU play? Is it, Oh, Kansas State. Sorry. sorry. And, or you get USC to lose to Utah. Then okay. But that's only by default because there's not, you don't have a lot of options now. This is basically whoever you can get in. But it is ridiculous to suggest that if USC and TCU take care of business along with Michigan and Georgia, absolutely idiotic to think Ohio State showed anything willing to be deserving of a four-team playoff with the way they played, especially in the second half and got their butts beat.
You know, as our guys in Chicago say, USC is just a better version of Ohio State. So Ohio State is a poor man's USC in a sense right now. So Ohio State I, look, I, now, I don't think yeah. USC – I don't think USC is all that legit. I think USC is really good. Caleb Williams is great. Like, whoever the four seed is, they're going to get bludgeoned by Georgia. It's probably going to be USC. So it's going to be USC, Georgia, and maybe USC can move the ball a little bit. But that Georgia team – that's a special Georgia team. And then TCU, Michigan yeah. is an inch. I'd probably pick, pick Michigan to win that one. But I just, I see little things like that every once in a while. And it frustrates me. Like, I love college football, and Ohio State's usually pretty good. Get out of here with that nonsense. They showed nothing that says that they should be ahead of a one loss Pac 12 champion and undefeated uh, Big 12 champion. Anything you're looking forward to this coming weekend? Let's wrap it up there. We got about uh, 45 seconds. Lucy, anything to look forward to for you this week? Yes, Patriots-Bills Thursday night. I am so excited for another Patriots Thursday night game. Let's go, Patriots. Yeah. All right. Are you going to take the Pats and the points? Oh, uh, I am considering it. I, uh, I Stay tuned is what I would say on that. I need to make some okay. de- I need to schematic it up and then make my decision. All right. Well, the only way you can stay tuned <laughs> is following Lucy at Lucille Burge on Instagram, at Lucy Burge on Twitter. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. This is Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.